Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are back to scare you. I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> if you weren't ready, mm-hmm. turn it off. Come back later. That's right. It's not going anywhere. Do some preparing. Mm-hmm. Now, not only are we back, yeah. but Kristen, I found them. That's right. I know. I, I don't know how, but you found them. I found the note cards on which are the two-sentence horror stories yes. that we uh, solicited from people online. Yep. Uh, so uh, uh, why don't we just do it? All right. Let's just do it. Yeah, totally. Why, why preamble too much? Absolutely. I've, I've randomly jumped to a card. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Yes. Perfect. All right. So this two-sentence horror story, two-sentence or less, this one seems to be one, um, is from uh, somebody from the podcast. I, is this the podcast name at the top? Do you know? Is that uh, what the deal that's is? what they wanted us to say. Okay, so this is this is from BSP, the idiot, the idio, the idiosyncrasy files. But then within idiosyncrasy, there's a T in brackets. So idiot, so idiot syncrasy. I don't know if I should say the T or not. The way it's laid out. Okay. Um, I always loved waking up to the sounds of birds until the day I woke up to the sound of vultures slowly picking the flesh from my bones. Mm. Well, that'll change your morning routine. Yeah. The worst part of waking up. Is vultures picking your bones. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bring back the vultures, huh? Am I right? Right. All right. And this is from Pernilla of True Crime Sweden. Now, there was a special note with this one. This actually happened Oh, cool. To the author. This Sweet. is a true two-sentence horror story. Cool. Reading about a Swedish man who killed, dismembered, and stuffed his girlfriend into a suitcase in a hotel room in Spain. Then realizing that man is your kid's middle school teacher. Oh, oh my God. That's... I- <laughs> Yeah. Crazy. Now, I'd assume you can hear more of that story on the podcast True Crime Sweden. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would like to I would like to hear about that. Even just a little sample has me asking questions. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it'll be cool to hear from like a first-person perspective. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. No. I personally hope I never find out that anyone I know is a murderer. Yeah, me too. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Bold stance, I know. Look, sometimes you just have to take a stand when you really believe in something. Yeah, but still, I'm nothing if not bold. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I am nothing. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, cool. with that, it is time to just hop into That's the right. topics of the week. Okay. We be blazing. That's right. That's what we do. Yeah. William, hit it. Oh, me? I'm up. Yeah. If oh. you, I don't, I think I did it first last week. It doesn't really matter, Very though. Very well. Okay. But, all right. Well, Kristen, yeah. uh-huh. I have a story that is somewhat Timely, okay. you might say. Okay. It sneaks into your house. Is it the Easter Bunny? You do not see hide nor hair. H a r e. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Easter Bunny. Oh my God! Does he have sinister leanings? No. <laughs> I uh, so here's something that I don't know if this is going to be flat out disappointing to you or not. Okay. I, it's just a nice story. It's not an. It's it's a fine story. Yeah. I don't know how nice it is. I don't know. It's just more kind of like interesting. Mm-hmm. It's taking the concept of guide to the unknown and extending it to uh, uh, I think a somewhat logical conclusion of this is a place where we just learn. Sure. About like why does that exist? Sure. You know, and the Easter Bunny is classified on Wikipedia as a legendary creature. <laughs> 
Like a cryptid or something. Yeah, kind yeah. of, right? Now, it's not like you can have a, an Easter Bunny sighting. Right. You know, it's, yeah, it's, true. it's not as if like... He's no not in knows, the wild. Yeah, no one knows what he's doing in the off season or anything like that. But at the same rate, I mean, I think it's 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 almost uh, an exaggerated joke to this point. Mm-hmm. The whole thing of like, but Bunny, then why eggs? Am I right? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've heard that. I do not know what you mean. <laughs> what well. do you mean an exaggerated joke at this point is if not bunny then why eggs or something i have no idea what I you're wrote talking the way about somebody would have written it i understand like on the internet 15 years ago well the whole thing of like the easter bunny and you have the colored eggs thing uh-huh. and so i've i've heard i'm sure you've heard it the whole thing of like what does the bunny lay the eggs yeah i guess so where do the eggs come from then babe i heard dennis <laughs> miller doing whole, a whole hour about it oh totally so um <laughs> Hey, it's babe. a Netflix special. Hey, babe, where do those Easter eggs come from? The bunny? Huh? Anyway. Anyone care about that joke? Is there a chance I bet Bobby does. anyone out there is entertained by <laughs> I bet Bobby is. So, <laughs> so anyway, I figured why not just answer it definitively once and for all? Okay. Let's put it to bed. We'll put it to bed. Like probably like a bunch of places out there will recirculate this clip mm-hmm. of me talking about it and be like, finally, someone figured the it out. The final word on the Easter bunny. Yes. Uh, so first of all, one of the weirdest things that I found out uh, that makes sense in a way is that the Easter bunny had a function that no one really talks about anymore. Uh-huh. There was an aspect of the Easter bunny legend that was very similar to Santa Claus. He judged kids. Ooh. Yeah. So if there were if you were a good boy or a good girl, he would drop off he would he would drop off like a little basket of colorful eggs for you. Mm-hmm. Just to be kind. Just to be nice. Basically. But then that's also to me, it's like it's only been three months since Christmas. Right. We really need to be judged again. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, well, they want to keep a tight eye. Maybe Santa realized that you know every year he yeah. doesn't really, he kind of drops off. So they wanted to make it a little bit more cyclical and following the seasons a little bit. But yeah, then, I guess, yeah. But then they couldn't find other people to take up the post. They couldn't find two more holiday people to yeah. keep checking in on the kids. It really should have been happening quarterly. Yeah, exactly. There, <laughs> there needed to be one for the winter, spring, yep. summer, and fall. Yep. There's these. Ancient monsters were yeah. very friendly. We don't right. consider them monsters, right? But they are. They're magical. Even Santa's like an elf. Yeah, totally. He's like in some interpretations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, what could I have done in the last three months to slip from Santa's good list to the Easter Bunny's naughty I list? I think there's. I think there's plenty in three months. Anything can happen. If I could rewrite day to day. If I could rewrite the rules. Yeah. They would judge different aspects of your character. Right? Ooh, that makes a lot of so sense. So there is no overlap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe Santa is doing this sort of like top level, like, were you good or bad? Right. But maybe the Easter Bunny, especially since it's like candy, the Easter Bunny should be going like, have you been brushing your teeth? Or, right? Because if, yes. you, if you have been, then you can have some chocolate because that's so, like, you, you take yeah. care of them pearly whites. Right. If you haven't been, no candy for you, sucker. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be kind of checking up on your New Year's resolutions because maybe after after Christmas you're like, okay, I'm gonna be good now. Santa just came, I got away with it this time, I'm gonna be good all year. Then there's New Year's, your resolution comes, you're like, All right, I'm a whole new me, I'm going to the gym or whatever. And then you slowly start to fall out. February, you're like, Yeah, I'm starting to get a little bit busy. Yeah, yeah. In March you don't have time for it. Right. And so the Easter bunny is checking up on that. Now, in slipping in your New Year's resolutions, you brought up 
February and March are mm-hmm. those metaphors for January 2nd and January 3rd <laughs> because I slip right away. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it anyway. Depends on the person. The real origin, there was a pagan celebration called Yoister. <laughs> Yoister? E-O-S-T-R-E. Yoster. Yoster. I don't know. Which took so place. So beautiful. <laughs> It's a beautiful language. It took place in the spring. Pagan is? Yeah, pagan. The pagan language. <laughs> yeah. It took place in the spring, specifically a time of renewal. Mm-hmm. Sort of the, the dead lifelessness of winter is now being replaced by lush greenery. Right. Right. Yeah. Buds on the trees. You understand. I you do. You understand. I do. Crocuses. What is that? <laughs> it's a flower. Cro- cronut. <laughs> um, so uh, within the, the, the pagan mm-hmm. belief system, mm-hmm. eggs are a symbol of fertility, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. New life. Yeah. Hares, the rabbit folk, same deal. They, they <laughs> multiply they like wild procreate like nobody's business. Yeah. Which, by the way, sidebar, I learned in doing this research, you know the phrase mad as a March hare? Yeah. Have you heard of that? Uh-huh. And the March hare from Alice in Wonderland, who's yeah. at uh, the uh, Johnny Depp's tea table, <laughs> Mad Hatter. Uh, that phrase, mad as a March hare, yeah. is kind of about this same thing. Oh, that cool. in March, the springtime breeding season, yeah. hares be going wild. <laughs> That's awesome. I read that sometimes you'll just see them boxing each other. What? Makes them sound like little kangaroos. Yeah. Just, boxing each other. Pow! Just <laughs> like knocking each other right in the mug. What do you call it when people are like... <sighs> Personifying? No, no, a March hare procreating thing. Like when people are like being crazy from horniness, spring fever. Spring fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. basically mm-hmm. that. Like people would just. You know, I see... thought of love sprung. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> weird. I know. Uh, but people would see hares just like suddenly just like spinning around in circles and stuff and boinging straight up in the air for seemingly oh no God, reason. Oh my God, like squirrels. Yeah, they're just going nuts. When squirrels are going, yeah. They're just popping off. Uh huh. Uh, now, uh, within the world of Christianity, yeah. people are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. And those two celebrations are happening at the same time. Over the course of time, pow! Yeah. They just got mashed they together. Got mushed. Yeah. Kind of like the symbol of fertility of the egg and the hair. Yeah. Pow! Just mash them together, the Easter bunny and eggs. Yeah. All part of the same thing. All yeah. part of the same imagery now. Now it is all one. Cool. So eventually, in approximately the 1600s, uh-huh. Germany mm-hmm. took the pagan concept of the hare and turned him into a jovial rabbit. Ah, nice. A character called Osterhaus. I like that. Osterhaus. Osterhaus. A rabbit who laid a basket of colorful eggs for only good children. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did he leave anything for bad children? Was there any sort of Santa Cole um, system? It feels like there's a big, wide open opportunity to talk about chocolate jelly beans. <laughs> chocolate yeah. jelly beans? Chocolate jelly beans. Oh, oh. Right? Oh, man. Osterhaus left me a mess to clean up again. Oh, it smells in here. Yeah, Osterhaus was here. Maybe that's. And I wasn't a good boy. William, maybe that's why nobody likes the black jelly beans. That's where it comes from. <laughs> I bet that's it. It's like I think that's the origin. It's some sort of like biological memory we all share because yeah. of our our predecessors, our, right? Eating Osterhaus's. It's that ancestral wound that we all carry. It's true. We are we are just animals. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Now, eventually, 
the legend of Osterhaus mm-hmm. comes to America and it becomes even cuter. Yeah. Now it's not a, it went from being about a hare, which by the way, do you know the difference between a, a hare and a rabbit? I feel like a hair is bigger, but not, I don't really know. Yeah, it's it's bigger. It seems to me, this is crazy to say, it seems a little more violent and rough around the edges. No, honestly, I feel like, yeah, like hairs are scrappier. A little scrappier, mm-hmm. yeah. They have longer legs. Right, right. Both fore legs and, and hind legs. And they box. You don't see bunnies boxing. I guess. that They really do That's sound freaky. like little kangaroos. Yeah. Like kangaroos freak me out. Kangaroos are very, you know that kangaroos strangle things? That's That's one of their like default things to do. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I hate that. I'm not going to be able to unremember that. Kangaroos really freak me out. They're, my fr- my they're f- buff. My friend Mike follows a kangaroo. Um, what's it called? You know. What's <laughs> around. What's wrong with my mind today? It's like a kangaroo sanctum. A kangaroo sanctuary. Yeah. And there are a lot of pictures of those kangaroos that are like really buff with like pecs and yeah. biceps and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Those gross me out. I don't like, like seeing them. Business. I know. I don't like seeing them bounce, balance on their tail a little no, bit. I don't so they can either. rear back and very unnaturally sort of seem like they're hovering for a second because they're bouncing on their tail. And like their pouch is gross, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't think that it's just like, it's like it's, an external wound. It's not lined. Lined. You know what I mean? Like, I <laughs> yeah. think it's just like. It's goo. I yeah, think. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't like them. Yeah, I, you know, wish them well. All marsupials are some weird going on. What's another? What's another marsupial? I'm brain farting right Don't now. Don't worry, I'll tell you about one in just a second. But bear with me. Is a possum a marsupial? Uh oh, I don't know. Because I don't care for them either. I don't know. It right, feels anyway. to me, and I'm I'm definitely wrong. Yeah. I don't even need to be corrected on this. I already know what I'm about to say is not true. It seems to me that marsupials are just a byproduct of of Australia specifically yeah that, like there was this whole other ecosystem of life disconnected right. from everything else on the planet right or even though yeah they're mammals they can be classified with other animals that we've seen they are very different yeah it is no, very weird to have a pouch it's very weird it's weird to have pecs and muscles yeah or like visible ones i guess you know i know they look hu- humanish yeah they do they look like people in I really suits don't like kangaroos. It. well not all marsupials look like Humans in suits, but no, but those buff kangaroos do. Yeah, yeah, the swole kangaroos. Disgusting. So, so anyway, yes. swole ass kangaroo. <laughs> swole kangaroos. So eventually, Osterhaus becomes the Easter Bunny. Yeah, and because it's America, not only is it about you know nutritious eggs, <laughs> we throw in a ton of candy. Got to do it. Yeah, that makes. That's very American. I'm not surprised yeah. that that didn't start elsewhere. I know. It's funny. I, I saw, uh, I don't have it here, but I saw something about like in the old world conceptualization of Osterhaus coming yeah. for you that kids would leave out their um, their caps at night for Osterhaus to put eggs in. That seems like asking for trouble. I don't even have a basket. <laughs> Reuse my clothes for Osterhaus. Can I have something different? I got to wear that. Please. Um, <laughs> taking a real risk if you weren't that good. Yeah, I know. Those black jelly beans. So, uh, so let's talk Australia. <laughs> let's, Kristen, because in Australia they have a they have a slightly different legend. Okay. Yeah. Now, Europe, Europeans, <laughs> that's how it's pronounced, brought rabbits over to Australia. Okay. And they went crazy. <laughs> What, the Australian people? Like, they loved them? No, the opposite. The rabbits went crazy. These rabbits went hog wild. And uh, from what I read, they multiplied, like, 
absolute insanity and destroyed millions of dollars of crops. They destroyed habitats for local animals, decimating local populations. Just eating everything? I guess so. I don't understand. Or like maybe they were going... um, Or there were a couple of hares in there. (laughs) Like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. (laughs) Or were they just going... I caught a hare punching my dog. Were they going March hair crazy or whatever? I have, just, I have wow. no idea. Yeah, Matt is a March hair. Yeah, I've heard what that Australians. Wrong with me? I've heard that Australians are tough as nails, but I think they all ran scared from a bunch of bunny rabbits and their entire country. Are Australians supposed to be tough as nails? Ravaged. You haven't heard that? No. Crocodile Dundee. It, besides him, are you, you think just using you have him? knives? I thought that he was, has knives. I thought that was just about crocodile Dundee. I thought it was just that guy. I think I think that he is the average. I think that it, crocodile Dundee in Australia is nothing special. <laughs> but you take someone from, from Australia and you put him in New York City. You got problems, Jack. New York. I don't know. I had a couple Australian clients. They're just like normal guys. Yeah, that's where they want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, everybody in Australia basically went, we can't have some yeah. pesky, dirty rabbit as the face of our holiday. No way. Enter Billy the Aussie Easter Bilby. <laughs> That's awesome. In Australia in the 60s, in 1968, a nine year old named Rose Marie Dusting. Uh huh. Good great name. name. Really good name. Dusting as a last yeah, name. Absolutely. Is That's one to file away. Perfect last name. Yeah. Uh, wrote a story called Billy the Aussie Easter Bilby. A Bilby, you ask? Oh, I can explain it. Another marsupial, I'll bet. You'd be right, because for some reason, that weird kind of animal exists only on that island. Billy the Bilby. Billy the Bilby. So uh, it's the Easter Bilby, not yeah. the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Now, I've also heard it's definitely the Easter Bunny, but there's been a huge push for people trying to get <laughs> the Easter Bilby going. So here's... All right. Uh, what is a Bilby? A Bilby is a... Uh, it's a little marsupial. Uh-huh. It kind of... It almost looks like a very cute possum. Okay. Um, it has a pointed nose. See this? I don't care for it. You don't care for it? Are you kidding no. me? He looks like a little sweetie. His nose is too pointy. I'll give too you that. Too skinny. He, uh, too skinny. <laughs> Put on some weight, you Bill B. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Uh, no, I think he's kind of sweet looking, but look, I mean, these are scary. <laughs> I don't like their, the pointiness of the face I, I find a little alarming. Ugh. Yeah. They're a little bit, no, I don't like it. I know, but l- let me see. Easter Bill B. Uh, there aren't many of these, so, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, an, my God. Here's an Easter Bilby costume. Now, I'd argue that this just looks like a terrible Easter bunny costume. <laughs> it looks more like a mouse, that last one. Yeah. Actually, it just looks like a mouse. Yeah, for for our listeners out there on Radio Land, it kind of looks like a mouse with a longer pointed nose. Yeah. Yeah. But, yes, the, the Bilby is a, is a weird-looking marsupial. Yeah. Uh, there's a kid with an Easter Bilby mask on. Just goes to show they're really trying that's, to make it work. That's like abusive. Like that you send your kid to school in the Easter Bilby mask when everybody else is celebrating the Easter bunny. Yeah, everyone else was bunny. Put mom. your kid through that. So um, so the Easter Bilby 
uh, is actually a, a a culturally supported character. Okay. Because the bilby is an endangered animal. Oh, okay. And so a lot of uh, companies. Look, I hate it so much that I want it to be extinct. That's. Big I just of don't you. want it. That's big of you. To <laughs> Thank say. you. So. Um, <laughs> Chocolate companies yeah. will uh, some of the profits they'll dedicate to the the Save the Bilby Foundation. Okay, that's nice. Enter Cadbury. What? Mm-hmm. Enter Cadbury into my mouth. I love Cadbury chocolate. Hey, if you were, I got mini eggs today. That's my favorite candy in the world. Those are pretty good. They're Cadbury very dense mini eggs. though. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like richness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the the, gro- the goopy. Oh, you do? I do. Yeah, I don't like them. I like them. Yeah. Uh, if you're Don Cadbury, whoever owns the Cadbury. <laughs> oh, please sponsor us. Organization. I'll take all of it. I'll take that Cadbury milk bar. I'll take the fruit and nut bar. Yeah. Cadbury chocolate's delicious. I'm not going to make it Godiva, easy Godiva, keep it. You have to figure out how to get in touch with us to mail us stuff. John Cadbury, <laughs> the founder from 1824. Wow, this company is He'll old. figure it out. John Cadbury, you learned the secret of eternal life. Do some legwork, figure out how to get stuff shipped to us. Yeah. Send us a bunch of Cadbury stuff. John Cadbury, if you message me privately, I'll give you an address to send things to. I'd be more than happy. Hey, do you I'd re- love me drowning in Cadbury eggs. Do you remember, I tweeted years ago mm-hmm. that they were going to reboot Willy Wonka and try to create a cinematic universe yeah, no, in I the know, vein of Marvel. Yeah. And I said that during the final credits, Russell Stover would show up yeah. and talk about forming a team. Yeah, I know. Kristen went, Really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Seemed plausible to her. I don't know. Ru- Who's going to play Russell Stover in the upcoming <laughs> Candy Wars movie? That's a great... I can't believe you believed that. John Depp I mean, reprising I his role as candy magnate Willy Wonka, but who's going to play Russell Stover? Stay tuned after the break. It was long enough ago. I don't remember my thought process. I don't remember, but yeah, I did. It's also Johnny Depp. <laughs> He'll be playing everybody. Oh, God. Anyway. So, Just with contacts in or something. So Cadbury made a bunch of Easter Bilby yeah. candies, uh-huh. but did not dedicate any of the profits to the Save the Bilby Foundation. Oh, uncool Cadbury. Resulting in maybe Australia. Cadbury is just endearing themselves to me more since I don't like those Bilbies. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, yeah, we don't care about your Bilby. Yeah. We hope we would turn them all into delicious edible chocolate right. if we could. Um, it resulted in Australia calling their candies Easter bludgers. <laughs> Got them. A bludger is a lazy person. Oh, <laughs> That's amazing. Still seems vaguely not mean enough. Yeah. Really mad. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Maybe they're afraid to get sued or something? Yeah. Oh, wait, so. you mean it was just uh, Australian? It was just a nickname in the streets? Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. More Easter bludgers. Yeah. yeah. That is a little lazy. You're an Easter dummy. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I think Cadbury eventually did give some money to the. Yeah. Whatever. I bet they did. I'm sure they caved. That's yeah. always what happens. Yeah, true. Yeah. The bill right, is alive, so. but. The Easter Bunny still reigns. <laughs> the Bilby's alive, but supreme. not well. Yeah, not well at yeah. all. I think the Easter Bunny's crushing it. Oh, I would imagine. Everybody knows the Easter Bunny. Oh, t- who knows about the Easter Bilby? I hadn't heard of that until just now. And my finger's on the pulse of weird holiday aliens. That's true. <laughs> the holiday aliens. Yeah. See, they should make like a holiday monster movie. Like, it's it's very, I there mean, are plenty of movies well, where Santa's William, evil, the- right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like bad, terrible, like 80s slasher garbage. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are some crappy ones. But also, William, let's not forget that in the Santa Claus, everybody gets together. 
That's true. You know, the Tooth Fairy is there, the Easter Bunny, every possible holiday alien or just, you know, children's alien is around. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't so, know if the Santa Claus really did much to... Let's not act like we haven't gotten what we wanted. Help the Easter Bunny's image. <laughs> disgusting suit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, all right. The scariest thing about the Easter Bunny, sadly, mm-hmm. at the end of this The all, teeth. <laughs> those terrifying photos of what people... How they used to dress up. Have you seen those pictures? Yes. Children crying. I love that. Sitting on the Easter Bunny's I, lap, and it's some disgusting man with a fake mustache I on. I think that's so funny barely even a costume yeah <laughs> um yeah so not so much a scary story Ugh. Kristen, but uh <laughs> but definitely sort of a curious yes. monster yes absolutely yes. that really is the interesting. story of the easter bunny awesome thank you very much you're welcome now we all know yeah now you, we all know you can stop calling me about it <laughs> asking me i might forget on sunday and need you to refresh my memory adios mio ay 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 well william i have another story that could be childhood adjacent huh. and also has a chocolate gift in it <laughs> wow the, the the similarities are undeniable that's right all right will it's a chocolate gift to my story <laughs> william this is no. a big departure um, what do you know about Annabelle? Annabelle, our listener, our friend in the group? No, we know about Annabelle. No, um, Annabelle the doll. I forgot. Okay. Hey, well done because my immediately thought my immediate thought was, what the hell is Annabelle? <laughs> and then I realized it was a movie. Yeah. And then I remembered it's cause those movies are based on real life. There was a real Annabelle doll. So kind of. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Here's what I do know. Okay. Here's what I know. It's not the scary, uh, you know, mm-hmm. weird American girl doll, right? Haunted American girl doll vibe. Isn't it a, a Raggedy mm-hmm. Ann? It's yeah. a Raggedy Ann. Yeah. That might be all I know. Okay. Other than you know, like the con- who who were the lady the the ladies uh, from the and Lorraine Warren and Lorraine. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren, the ladies from The Conjuring. So uh, I know that they found the doll and have it in their museum in real life. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why it's so funny. The ladies. The ladies from The Conjuring. I don't know. I'm not great with then, names uh, in general. I don't know Patrick why. Patrick Wilson and <laughs> Vera Farmiga show up. Yeah, they play those ladies in The Conjuring. I don't know why. It is that when the recording is, I'm sure some of it's exaggerated because my personality is a little exaggerated when we record. Yeah. But like, I don't know why I get especially bad at remembering names. There's <laughs> Look, I, you, I don't know how many things I just didn't remember in that thing. I called sp- spring fever, love sprung. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. There were like four things in a row. There's some sort of electromagnetic magic that happens when you record that saps part of your brain power. It's, it's bizarre. Apparently. Well, would you say that when we come together, maybe there's something going on with our auras that disturbs something and makes our brain power mess up? Yes, you would. Just go with it. I'm certainly disturbed, yes. Yes. (laughs) So, um, Lorraine Warren said that when you come into contact, this will be like, you know, like you see a scary part of a movie and you're like, what was that? And they go back and they're like 10 Ah. years ago. William, when a human comes in contact with a profane object... Oh, that's awesome. Their auras mix. And it's like ring a dinner bell to other spirits. <laughs> that was going so well. I know, I know. I was really pulled I into it. I ran out of 
Using the word profane, I know. I was instantly in the zone I know, of being but scared. Then my mouth didn't work anymore. Yeah, no, nah, it really betrayed you there. It really did. <laughs> it was really cool. Otherwise, though, thank you. Aside <laughs> the last word, that rule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the thing with Ed and Lorraine Warren was that um, they're a married couple. Lorraine Warren is still alive; she's just like hell old. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ed Warren has since passed. But they were ghost investigators, and they were a good team because Ed Warren was a demonologist who was, um, you know, like, or not ordained, but like he was the cat. He was he was able to do exorcisms. Like they they sanctioned it. Like the church sanctioned it. Or whatever. So it's almost like when you when you like I'm a minister online. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I didn't really do anything. Well, I think he I think he did do something. I, like the church had to like approve it. You know what I mean? Like you can't just go. Well, I guess you could. I bet you can now. I bet you can. I bet you and yeah. I yeah. could get approved to do exorcisms I mean, I don't even online. Know. I, we might probably. already be able to based on our zero. You're a minister too. Yeah. 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 Maybe we can. Yeah. Well, either way, I don't know. He he was an exorcist guy, and Lorraine Warren uh, is a medium, so she can sense spirits and things from the a psychic medium. She can okay. sense all kinds of things and also see and talk to dead people. They're a good team in that way. And the way that their business worked largely was that priests would consult, ask them to be consultants for them. So a family would call a church or a priest and say, we've got something going on here. I think we need an exorcism or we need some help. And then the priest would call Ed and Lorraine Warren and be like, hey, can you guys go investigate this and then report back to me and let me know if we should, if the church should intervene, if there's anything here. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I'm sure sometimes you'll just straight up contact Ed and Lorraine, but the priests contacting them was a thing too. So a priest contacted them and said, uh, go check out this case. So the deal was there were um, two women living together, two roommates, and then um, what, their, their names were Deirdre and Lara, and Lara's fiance's name was Cal, and he was over a lot. He didn't live with them, but he was over a lot. Okay. And mm-hmm. they were having problems with this doll that they had in their apartment. So um, Deirdre's mom had given her this Raggedy Ann doll, just kind of like, as kind of like a weird random gift. At first I was like, why did her mom give her a Raggedy Ann doll? She's like a grown ass woman. Yeah, she had like just graduated from nursing school. So that doesn't, that sounds weird to you? Yeah, I think it's kind of weird to be in your early 20s and your mom like gives you a Raggedy Ann doll. I it's mean, not the weirdest thing in the world, but I just like, why are you giving me yeah, this? Yeah, presumably a grown up. It, it wasn't under the you know, like with being like, here's something for you to play with and cuddle. Like, I assume it was something to be like, maybe she had one as a kid and lost it. And like, they didn't say that. She said that her mom just gave it to her as like a, just a whatever present. So where I'm getting this, by the way, you can find the story online and everything. I got the audiobook of the book, the demonologist about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, and I never finished listening to it actually, but, uh, then this week, this past week, I listened to the Annabelle chapter again and kind of transcribed my notes. So this is coming from the horse's mouth basically. So, um, so yeah, so Deirdre said that her mom just gave it to her as like, you know, just here's a, here's a present when you graduate nursing school. I find that weird. Okay. That does sound kind of weird. Yeah. All right. Um, and here's what all, so the whole thing is, is suspect to me. It's sus. So. Deirdre puts Annabelle on her bed every day when she makes her bed. A grown woman. Yeah. Again, this is yeah. a raggedy hand doll. Yeah. And she starts noticing that when she comes home, the doll is in different positions. <laughs> so, um, you know, she'd have the doll just laying on the bed and then it'd have its arms crossed when she came home or its legs crossed or yeah, something. Yeah. And she was like, did I have it like that? So then she started doing little tests and, you know, putting it in certain positions 
to see if it would be uncrossed or recrossed or whatever. And it was, which was weird. And then I pictured the doll doing like, um, this is so dorky. <laughs> I'm a joke. All right. You know, like um, break dancing moves. Like they would come home and the doll would be like that. <laughs> you know, on its side oh. with a hand on its head. <laughs> If you were to do like a fast cut of that in a movie. Or if you were going to make like scary movie six. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then, so that it was moving that way. Then it started moving to different rooms and stuff. Like it would just be in the living room when they got home Weird. or in the kitchen or whatever. Um, one time the doll was kneeling when they came home and they tried to put the doll into a kneeling position again and they couldn't do it because it had floppy lips so it was nothing to hold it up so that was weird that's cool yeah um then the doll started leaving notes around the house it sounds like elf on the shelf (laughs) yes totally it does sound like elf on the shelf in childish handwriting um notes that said like help us one said help cal and it was like cal's fine why we need to help cal yeah and the notes were on parchment paper, which they didn't have in the house, and in pencil, and they didn't have a pencil at, ho- at home. How, how do you rule that out? If you look for, I don't have a pencil at home. I could, if, if I found a note written in pencil, and we don't I went have a pencil, kind of. If just, I, I don't know, it's just I mean, funny, to be like, that's, like, that's a scary part of it. Is I don't even have a pencil. It's something to note. Parchment feels, I agree, but parchment feels old and weird. Yes, completely. Yeah, whatever. Okay. But yeah, like I could go to my drunk drawer and be like, yeah, I don't have any pencils. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so they thought that maybe it was somebody coming in. Yeah. I'm left-handed. I don't like a pencil. It smudges. <laughs> yeah. Um, they thought maybe it was somebody breaking in and messing with them or something, um, and moving the adult like that. The person was doing all this stuff. So they started setting up traps to see if they could, you know, if there'd be evidence that somebody came in, like stacking up a bunch of soda cans by cool. the door, stuff like that. And um, not, they wouldn't be knocked over, but the doll would still have moved and notes would be left and That's everything. Awesome. That's cool. Then things get a little scary. One night they come home and the doll has blood on the back of its hand and droplets of blood on its chest. Oh. That doesn't seem good. Then on Christmas, a little chocolate boot is left on their stereo. What? Wait. <laughs> A chocolate gift. Are we putting chocolate in quotes here or? No chocolate. What's a chocolate boot? I don't know. I guess it was like, maybe it's like a Santa boot a or. boot made out of chocolate. It was up on the stereo? Yeah. It's like a present. <laughs> like a little Russell Stover's, like a little wrapped Russell Stover. I, I picture like a foil boot. Well, maybe Mr. Stover came by and they weren't home. Maybe. So we'd listen to some records. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's really uh, that's weird, but it's weird in the way. So I like the idea of stacking a bunch of stuff to try to see if anybody's mm-hmm. walking through it. Have you ever mm-hmm. like you've seen in movies where somebody tries to know like is somebody coming into my room? So they put they put like a strand of their own hair yeah. in the door jam and close it. Yeah. So if the hair is still there when they come back, they know nobody has even opened the door. Right. I guarantee you, I'd forget my hair was there when I came back in. Uh, unless we were unless super I was paranoid. yeah 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 yeah. Like I've considered oh whatever. No what. I've thought that would theoretically, I never brought this to a real world point of view, that would theoretically be a way to feel very safe about your home. <laughs> to do that literally 100% of the time you leave your house. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think you would kind of be uh, diluting it. You, you wouldn't have starting to forget about that. Because it's not that visual. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. I guess You'd so. You'd start forgetting that you have like a little, you know, hair 
sticking out of your door jam a little curly. Well, yeah, but or like, you know, like put something in front of the door mm-hmm. that would be pushed by the door, but maybe yeah. wouldn't be noticed by somebody walking in. Right. Like don't have it be something loud and clattering. No, so I know. Be something yeah. you'd be like, oh, it shifted. Somebody yeah. opened this door. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, I like the idea of randomness in horror stories of mm-hmm. just being like, I can't comprehend this. How did I stack boxes and Annabelle got through it, but didn't move the boxes. Right. I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, it's fun random. But then when you get to being like, there was a, there was a little candy, a chocolate boot, a piece of chocolate suddenly appeared. That feels kind of dumb. Yeah. I'm with you. I, yeah, it just doesn't like how would that how, how did that materialize within your home? How did it's one thing for Annabelle to be moving room to yeah. room and stuff like that. How did she manifest a pencil for herself? You said you know there were I mean? several people in this house? Yeah. It feels like person 1 mm-hmm. is doing a really good job of telling the story to a reporter. Uh-huh. Secretly the night before they were they were like here's what we're going to say. I'll say this then you say that. Uh-huh. Like, I'll tell them about the chocolate boot. And they're like don't say that. <laughs> don't tell them about the chocolate boot cuz that sounds stupid. It's too far, it's too much. Just Even if that. it's true just don't say it. And then there was like a lag in the conversation and person 2 was like Annabelle left a chocolate boot. <sighs> like you just shot the credibility of this. All right. Well, now that's part of the story forever and it sounds stupid. So <laughs> totally. Um, so then the, it's just been going on for a while and they're just, they just want, they're weirded out by it. And they're just like, what's, what's going on? So they consult a medium. Mm-hmm. This is all before Ed and Lorraine come into the picture. This is just what they've told the you know church or whatever. Okay. Um, they consult a medium and the medium says that there is a little girl named Annabelle Higgins who um, lived and died on the property that their apartment building is built on. And that she likes them, these girls, because they're on the younger side and they're kind of fun and everybody else who lives in the apartment building is like older and, you know, not really into it. Cool. And they Annabelle was like, I'm just really lonely. Um, So I've been moving the doll around to kind of interact with you guys. It's not that Annabelle the doll has movement at this point. I've been moving the doll around to, to do whatever. But could I inhabit the doll? So then I so then I will live in the doll and I can live with you guys because I'm so lonely, and they said sure. That's the that's crazy, <laughs> right? So they said yes by all means, Annabelle, inhabit this doll that we own and we can all live together. Wow, totally. And then things started getting weird. So you know she would still move around and everything, and they were like. Just whatever. This is cool and interesting. It's cute, Annabelle. It's just another roommate. Um, but Cal, who slept over all the time, never thought this was cute. He was always like, I, I always thought this was weird. I wasn't into it. They were fine with it. I've never liked Annabelle. Yeah, yeah. And um, he started getting, he said the doll started giving him bad dreams. He didn't want to elaborate beyond that. Then one, oh, oh one of the dreams. So good. <laughs> okay, so he said he had a dream. It's so good, but also it's scary and funny to picture he said that he had a dream that annabelle was at the foot of his bed and then she started gliding up his body but i picture it being like "Mm, mm, 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 mm," which is Uh, funny yeah yeah. old toy yeah Yeah. and then she put one hand on one side of his neck and the other doll hand on the other side of his neck almost like she was conducting electricity but then she started squeezing and strangling him and then he woke up that's weird yeah um so he didn't like that and then there was one night where he and Lara were hanging out and Deirdre wasn't home and they heard a bunch of noises from Deirdre's room. So they're like, oh God, what the hell? They thought it was a burglar or something. 
Or Annabelle? Like, why would you? <laughs> I know. If you know you there have a some... ghost in there that right. moves stuff around. You're like, yeah. oh, it's a burglar. Yeah. But uh, I guess it sounded weird or something. It was like crashing, maybe. So Cal went in there, and he was looking around. Nobody was in there. And then he said that he saw that Annabelle was, like, flung in the corner of the room. And he was just kind of like, just, it sounds like it was fast. He was just, like, looking around and stuff. And then he felt something behind him, and he turned around, and he didn't see anything. But all of a sudden, he was bleeding, and he had a slash mark on his chest. Ooh. So that's when they were like, okay, this is bad and weird. Let's consult a priest. And then the priest called the Warrens. So they told the roommates told this whole story of the Warrens. And they were like, that's bad news. Basically, first of all, you gave the spirit in your house too much attention yeah. and credence. Like even when the doll was just moving around, you're you're interacting with it too much and kind of encouraging it just inherently. And then when you went to a medium and the spirit asked if it could enter the doll, you said, yes, you just like really blew the door wide open. And they were like, Annabelle is not a little girl or anything. She's not even inside the doll. That has always just been a demon or a bad spirit who wanted to trick you into thinking that was a little girl because you would think that was cute and you wouldn't mind it so much. And you just totally opened the door for it to come in and wreak havoc, basically. I presently have a chill up my spine. Yeah. That is absolutely awesome. Isn't that crazy? So also they were like, you know, she said that she was just moving the doll on her own first and then she was in the doll. She was never in the doll. She's still just been moved or, you know, they've still just been moving the doll around. They just wanted you to think that it was a cute little thing. I love the idea of the, the, this is like the exorcist. This Mm -hmm. is like the idea of the demon that is just like, just messing with you. Yeah. Totally. And it's like, it's, I guess it's funny to some extent hearing it explained like that is scary because Mm -hmm. I am able to comprehend it Mm -hmm. and I can be like, Oh, it tricked you. Yeah. Like literally like the story you just told me that like very like scared me, like literally chill up my spine. Yeah. Uh, is boiled down to its bare essence. It's like it fooled you. It wanted something else, which Mm -hmm. is something that you can wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. But I, I wonder like, why would a demon, like, what is it really trying to do? Like, it's tricking you, but yeah. really to what end? Exactly. You know I don't what I mean? Know. Like, is it just like, it just enjoys like keeping you confused? That's kind of what I get from this. The demon just wants, it's just a trickster. Yeah. It just likes that, messing. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, I, when it escalates to the point that Cal Varnson <laughs> is able to get slashed and stuff. Yeah. That, that is furthermore, like, increasingly understandable as like, all right, the demon, I guess, is continually growing in power the more they pay attention to it. Mm -hmm, I think so. So it's like, I'll confuse you. Yeah. I'll fool you Mm -hmm. and I'll confuse you so that you have no, you can't ignore me. Right. You can't possibly ignore me Mm -hmm. so that I can grow in power. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think is that the more they pay attention, it's gotten cumulatively more strong and it's able to do something like that. Yeah. To what is killing a person enough? I don't know. You know, I know. I don't know. Maybe. It's interesting. Yeah. Because like that, I guess that's like, it It feels like a demon then has like sort of limitless power. Mm-hmm. Like, is it like global domination? Like, you know. Yeah, like, I know. I don't it, know. What can it want? That Right. What is it? What's the point? I guess that's Maybe it's I, just like, evil. Maybe it just, it just enacts just, evil. Just doing it. And, you know, murder or hurting somebody is one of the biggest acts of evil. Maybe it just needs to act out its evil. Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess that's yeah. why all of these stories always boil it back down to being like the exorcist. They're they're trying to save mm-hmm. Reagan. Right. They're not being like, if this continues to grow in strength, we're all in danger. Yeah. They're just like, no, Reagan's dying. Like right. Reagan's going to be killed. Right. So it's singularly about like, all right. What, sorry, I think I'm it's like, singularly about whoever they are messing with in that moment. Because I think you're right. You never hear stories about, you know, demons or bad ghosts. Like, unionizing yeah they seem to just want i i really that is think havoc. at least theoretically yeah i think that they are just so evil and have all the stuff in them that they they need to get it out and enact it in whatever way they can yeah and maybe the way that they can is hindered by their power and as your attention to them grows they can do worse things maybe so theoretically while they are saying like i'm just a little girl mm-hmm. behind that like the thought process is like, like yes. I have to say it slow. I have to say it slow, but I want to. I want to rip and tear. Like I want to kill. I want to. I'm just a kid, right? Like and like like barely holding it together. Well, I'm just a kid. That's going to get them to pay attention to me. The more they pay attention, the more power I get. Yeah, and then I can do all the crazy stuff. Him. Now I can hurt him. Right. Like yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's freaky. Yeah. Um. Also, interestingly, the Warrens say that demons can only possess people. Objects that you think are um, possessed never are. It's just that they can manipulate objects, but there's never going to be like a toy or a doll that in it is inhabited by an evil spirit. It's just that they can manipulate it and make it look alive, but that's it. They can only come into a person. That's cool too, because that means that demons somewhere, wherever demons live, are like, yeah, humans are suckers for like making the to- the toaster dance. Yeah, you know, like that's that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, so. The Warrens are like, all right, this is all bad. They call the priest and they're like, yeah, it's legit. You need to come over here and do some stuff. So, um, and I just thought that was, this was interesting. So it was, a, it was an Episcopal priest and they said that um, he walked around the house and kind of just repeated a very wordy seven page blessing and that it was not so much about casting out evil, but, but bringing in light and good. I just thought uh, that was interesting that that's the way that, yeah. at least in the Episcopal denomination, that that's the way they do things yeah. for a house or like a casting out of something rather than continuing to focus on the evil. There's like, well, it's just like fill it up with so much good that it pushes the evil out or like restore the balance. Like yeah. the balance yeah. is off here. Yeah, totally. You know? yeah. yeah. I just thought it was interesting. That it wasn't a doom and gloomy, like I cast you out spirit. Kind right. Of thing. Yeah. Um, so the Warrens took Annabelle with them to get that out of the house and um, let the priest take care of the people. Because also the people were like, well, we'll move. And they were like, that's not going to do it. Like, this thing is, like, with you now. That sounds like uh, when we talked about um, poltergeists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's where some stuff gets real fun. Okay. Well, it's all fun. Whatever. I, I'm uh, really enjoying it. I'm, yeah. I'm stunned. This makes me want to watch the movie Annabelle. I know. I watched the trailer. It just doesn't look that good. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. And it has nothing to do with this at all. I, enjo- I enjoy the Conjuring movies just yeah, fine. me too. Just fine. Mm-hmm. There's some things in them that I find especially really good, mm-hmm. and there are some things that I find to be not terribly remarkable. Same. Just I feel exactly color by numbers. Yeah. Um, this story makes me want to watch that movie. I don't know why they didn't go with this story. I really don't, because I did some Googling and stuff. The movie Annabelle has, like, nothing to do. It's nothing like it at all. I know one thing that I'll do. Are you going to say much about the movies? No. I'll say one spoilery thing. Mm-hmm. I'll save it for the end of your story. Okay. Just in case people don't want to Is it out. a... Well, we'll see. Because yeah. I, I guess I do... I know something that ties into this a yeah. little bit, but... I'm going to I'm gonna say something that's a little bit crazy real okay. quick. You telling me the story of Annabelle uh-huh. uh, created a feeling of, of f- 
of fear in me, mm-hmm. not literal fear, but that sort of like, oh my God, that's, that's freaky. Yeah. Uh, more than any movie I've seen in recent years. Yeah. I highly doubt that that probably at so least powerful. like five to $10 million movie, I bet they tried to keep the budget down. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt that all the money spent on that movie will evoke a feeling in me anymore. Yeah. If at all, reaching the level of what you just did, hanging out, talking into a microphone well, together. thank you, William. That's a great compliment. Thank you. Like, the idea that we can just talk to each other and accomplish way more than millions of dollars is like, are they screwing up or are we cool? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, it could also just be the aspect of just somebody telling you a freaky story, yeah. you know, beyond without all the, the razzle-dazzle. Right, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. There is a part in the Annabelle trailer, though, that freaked me out. I might have watched, like, I don't think it said it, but some sort of red band or... um what's it called you know like uncut or un is it already? unedited trailer i don't know i mean it wasn't anything that was so crazy but there was some blood and stuff where i was like i don't think this is the normal trailer there was a thing where whatever is going on with annabelle i don't know there's some some sort of ghost person who's like an adult who maybe is attached to the doll yeah she the main character who's a mom is in one room and she looks and sees the ghost thing and the ghost is just walking toward her at first and then comes into like a run sprint at her and she closes the door. That and was it was, a, yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing in horror movies a few years ago. The, I the know, trailer but this for Mama? was particularly good. Really? I thought so. When I was watching, I was like, ooh, that's scary. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so the Warrens are bringing Annabelle home to get it out of their hair. Right. Um, on the way home, Annabelle kept messing with the car, it seemed like. The car kept stalling and stuff. Huh. So Ed Warren... I love thinking about this. Was sprinkling holy water back at Annabelle to stop it. Like, yeah, knock it off, Annabelle. That is weird. That paints a picture of them as real nuts. I, this, everything about Annabelle in their home, I'm like, why would you do any of this? So here's the thing, too. Um, There are a lot of people who think the Warrens are, it's just like they're just crooks. But when I was Googling it, the only, and I'm not saying this is not substantial, but it's not that there is, evidence to exactly contradict them like it's not like somebody's like actually that didn't happen whatever it's just that some of their stories are just unsubstantiated right like nobody has heard from the roommates about annabelle we're just taking this story from the warrens oh whereas with you know you've heard from the lutzes in amityville and the parents for uh whatever it's what the hell is it called at the enfield haunting okay but these people haven't talked about it out loud so sounds like the watcher. <laughs> what do you mean? Just being able to be like, yeah, no, I got a note from someone and it scared me. And the third note was really bad. <laughs> so I'm going to sell my house for $5 million. Yeah. Cause it's cool. Like, I feel like the Warrens were just like, well, it's been, it's been a few months. Maybe got this doll. Maybe the, the other argument for it is that these people don't want anything to do with it. Well, of course. I mean, there's I mean, always, there's, I know, there's I know. always the, the... I don't know what I think about it. I don't definitely think they made it up. I, I don't not think they... I don't know. I think it boils down to whether or not you believe in ghosts. I guess... Well, not even necessarily, because I guess I believe in ghosts, but like, I... I mean, do I believe? I guess I do. I don't know. There's no, it's one of those things where there's no reason not for me not to believe. I don't even mean the ghost aspect that these people came to them. Like there's no concrete reason for me not to believe this story. Yeah. I just don't like that. There isn't proof that it happened. And again, by it happened, I mean that the people have talked about it as well. Well, I mean, I guess I, I guess I believe it. What's the most compelling proof you've ever seen of the paranormal? 
I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Like if there was something that you felt yeah, was convincing, thing. like it would just like you'd think about it frequently. I Wait, think. no, that's that that psychic saying Richard Robert to me. That's pretty weird. That's my. Mo- I think that's my most compelling. That's pretty weird. That I still ins- want to go to a psychic. That was insane. We got to go to a psychic on this show. <sighs> sure. We should do like a season finale somehow. Yeah. Where we have like some grand event. We go talk to a psychic and. I don't know. I don't want to do that like on camera and stuff. No? Why? Not right. really. I don't know. Too personal. Th- kind of. And also I feel like it's weird for the psychic. Well, the psychic would have to agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Um, yeah, because I'm very interested. Like, I still think it would be very interesting to go to a haunted place. Yes. And do a show there. Yeah, totally. And I guess I like the idea of putting a person in a position of scrutiny in some way when they're just trying to do their job. But you I don't, don't know. feel like somebody in that position deserves to be under scrutiny? Maybe not publicly. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. I feel weird about it. I guess it. the other thing is I wouldn't, I wouldn't in any way, shape, or form want to make it seem like I, like they're an idiot. Or, no, I know. You know I know. They're telling us, you know, nonsense. No, I know, but I don't know. I don't know. I have to think I don't have a hard stance on it to tell you the truth. If what was that man's name? I guess cuz I I put some credence and stuff like that. I'd rather just go to a psychic and hear about it and enjoy it and not think about myself being on the show late later with it. Ah, see, but I think it's so fascinating and so weird mm-hmm. and I think that uh us in particular, you kind of being into it and mm-hmm. me being like very intrigued by it mm-hmm. and definitely not believing in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be it would be interesting to have my doubt confronted uh-huh. potentially. Uh-huh. And to see what it's like for somebody who's into it. Uh-huh. Like I wouldn't want you to be joking and whatever. No, I'd I know. want you to Are be Are you talking us having a group reading together or something? Sure. Yeah, maybe. I'll just think about it more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, but yeah, and I'd also like to go to a haunted place. This, yeah. is, this is an actual request. I do a lot of like joking and just being like, mm-hmm. hey, send us chocolate. Um, I'm not joking. If there's anybody who knows of a haunted place in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. That, you know, it'd be awesome if there are people that like are part of the like the haunted location community who watch this mm-hmm. or something or aware of this. Mm-hmm. And it, like if we can if we can get in contact with somebody who uh, uh, has the rights to a haunted location mm-hmm. and is willing to have us record there. Yeah. Get in touch. Yeah, totally. GTTUpod at gmail.com. Yeah, you, I would lo- that I would love to do. Just you, off the cuff. If you know someone who is in that position, mm-hmm. tell them that we want this. I'm not going to chase after it myself. Okay. Why not? Uh, I don't want to. I, I want it. I think it feels appropriate to be invited to it. Okay. Rather than to to say like, Hey, can we come in and like do a show in your place? Uh huh. You know what I mean? Why? I don't know. It doesn't feel right in terms of like lining up the energies, right? I think it makes sense uh-huh. for us All to right. be welcomed into this environment where there might be ghosts. That surprises me. Why? That you feel that way. Yeah. Well, I also have weird contradictory beliefs. So do, so do I. Everybody yeah. does, I think. Well, maybe not everybody, but yeah. Yeah. That's n- normal. I'm just surprised. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, gttupod yeah. at gmail.com. Let mm-hmm. us know. I think it'd be interesting. We would tell the story yeah. of the haunted location. Mm-hmm. We would, 
probably, to be honest, not perform like an investigation in the place. Mm-hmm. We're not equipped to do yeah. that. Yeah. But one of the things that I've wanted to do forever, mm-hmm. right? I've said this on several shows, I think it'd be really cool if, if we had a show where we go to haunted locations. Mm-hmm. We talk like this. Maybe yeah. we even do an episode of this show exactly where it's like, yeah, I'm talking about, yeah. I'm talking about uh, uh, the Grim Reaper and you're talking about this. And like we talk about the place we're in a little bit, but mm-hmm. we don't pay too much attention to it. Yeah, I'm all about that. Because the ghost stories you hear mm-hmm. are somebody being like, yeah, 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 we were talking and then something fell off the shelf. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we were staring at the shelf and measuring it with devices and looking at it with a camera and it moved. Yeah. You know, that feels hokey. I think yeah. ghosts exist in the peripheral. Mm-hmm. They don't exist right in front of your face. Yeah. They exist like in your sort of like extrasensory perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're happening that way. So if we ignore them, mm-hmm. but we're occupying that space, yeah. I think there's probably a better chance of finding paranormal activity than if we were in there measuring it. I wonder if there's something about, because you know how people talk about vibrations and things like that and frequencies affecting stuff. I wonder if there's something about the vibration or frequency you put out when you're focused and looking for a ghost and you're doing that measuring thing that somehow doesn't allow them to materialize in that vibration. And there's something about the vibration that you put out when you're just sort of going about your business that does allow them to match that and like do whatever. Yes, exactly. Like I feel like that is... True. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like um, uh, if you go, if you go hunting mm-hmm. and you're stomping around, uh-huh. being like, "Are there any deer out here? Is there a deer?" Yeah, they're all gonna run away from you. You have to be. You have to be quiet. You have to yeah. be respectful. You have to be kind of like. You have to seem like you're doing your own thing. Uh-huh. Right? Uh huh. And then the I deer don't... are acclimated and comfortable, and they come around. Or you have a I don't duck know, call. That, I feel like that suggests then that they don't want you to see them. You know what I mean? I mean, just like there's something just inherent, like almost like it's a physical thing, that vibration that they're allowed, like they mesh with that in some way, literally. They're able to come when you're putting out that kind of vibe and they're maybe not able to come because they butt heads with whatever frequency is around you when you're too focused. Yeah, I I would get that. That makes sense too because I feel like ghosts feel like a kind of thing that like – they are above our perception. Mm-hmm. So if you're focusing all your attention on that, you're actually putting up kind of like a weird wall. Yeah, you're blocking yeah. it somehow. Yeah. You have to be you have to be kind of fuzzed out. You got to be doing your own. You got to be a little distracted. Yeah, cuz I I would th- I don't think all of them want to sneak up on you or like wouldn't want you to see them. I think sure. maybe there is something that's literally they would like to but they can't if you're being too clenched. Yeah, I yeah. think that's that it's one of those things that feels right. To yeah. Me. So it'd be a fun experiment to do. Mm-hmm. At worst, we get a fun comedy show in I would a love weird to do place. That. At best, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ghosts feel very comfortable around us. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I feel like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. We've, we haven't talked about that for years. I would love to do that. Yeah. For, for years. I, yeah. I, if that was a show on TV, I would watch it. Me too. It's like people in haunted locations talking about things off topic. Yeah. That's fun to me. Yeah. It's just. Yeah cool atmosphere and maybe something happens. Yeah. I feel like it would be two shows. You can't go to a place and not mm-hmm. talk about the history of it and stuff. You could talk about it first True. and then lead into your story, almost like a segment. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. But I feel like distinctly the idea of being like, no, we're just hanging out here. Yeah. Let's not put too much focus on this place. We're just mm-hmm. hanging out. We'll just, we'll, we'll be here. Yeah. If something happens. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. No, I loved that. Um, okay, so here are some of the things, the weird things they did when they got home with Annabelle. Okay. So, uh, Ed Warren sat Annabelle, the doll, in a chair next to his desk. That's where he decided to just put her while he works and whatever. And he said that occasionally the doll would levitate and stuff. Sure. But then it seemed to just kind of chill out. 
um, if they put it away somewhere while they were out, they would come home and the doll would be um, out somewhere, notably Ed's easy chair in the office. Which I like. They didn't. They didn't say this, yeah. but I was almost like, "Is that like the dolls like mocking them? Like, oh, I'm in your easy chair. I'm in your, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What you don't believe in me? Yeah. While well, I'm over here lounging, Ed. Right, right. Yeah. And my other question about this is that it's weird to me that okay, so if the jig is up, if the Warrens have said that this is just a demon manipulating the doll, it's not a, it's not a doll moving things. Why is the demon still sticking with the doll? manipulation right yeah it's totally counter to what they said before right which so like why is the demon like huh so you found me and then just messing with things willy-nilly you know what i mean like why does it have to stick with the doll narrative plus wasn't the idea of them taking the doll so that it was one less thing for that demon to manipulate i i guess right i guess it was i think if, it was just to get all trace of that whole experience away from those people okay and then so the priest could come in and kind of like cleanse things and then just like there's not even residue of okay because you know? for sure my yeah. interpretation was like this doll is a focal point like this was the demon's in yeah yeah so let's remove so. the doll he can't use that the priest will bring in good energy to balance out the bad well, i think the demon came with the doll <laughs> Yeah, and if the war, but because like if the Warrens were being saying. like, yeah, the demon and the doll are one, then mm-hmm. why are they being so flippant about the doll? <laughs> like, why are they like it's a demon and well, a doll? No, they're not saying the demon and the doll are one. Really, it's just that this demon is now manipulating the doll like crazy. Yeah, I know, but I'm yeah. saying if they knew that by taking the doll away, they were also taking the demon. Oh with yeah, them, I don't. Why are they just like yeah, we'll put the doll in the chair? Yeah, I don't know. So they either. One way or another, they either thought they were just bringing a doll, right, and that the priest was going to take care of the demon at home, and they're and or they're, and they're surprised, and they're. Well, I don't think they're surprised. It doesn't seem like they were surprised by all this activity. Like nowhere in the book were they like, and then the damn thing started acting up. They were just right. kind of like, and it, this is what happened. Okay, all right. So it wasn't a surprise, but I just it's weird to me in this narrative. Weird. Why is the demon still doing doll stuff? It why doesn't make- it just do whatever it wants with anything else then? I like why, why is, nice dolls. I, I like the doll, okay? Because <laughs> it's not even in the doll. It's just playing with the doll. Can we stop making it a thing? Yeah. I like dolls. I like the doll. Right. Um, a black cat would sometimes materialize, materialize. all of a sudden and then go back away. <laughs> um, and then um, when priests would call, like, you know, for their business or whatever, um, they oh okay no, no it wasn't all the time the day after they had a follow-up visit with the priest to kind of like do a post-mortem <laughs> so yeah, to speak yeah, yeah. on his thing um the next day when that priest would call back there was growling going on inside the house huh. scary cool um then one time another priest was over at the house talking about whatever he was in ed's office this seems like a normal thing somebody would do william i think uh he picked up annabelle uh, and he said, you're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anybody. Put it down. I bet Ed laughed. <laughs> no, laughed, laughed and laughed. Oh, you know, it was the final paperwork about the Annabelle case. Okay, okay. so it, it still had to do with the case. And um, when the priest was leaving uh, and Lorraine was saying goodbye, she said she had a really bad feeling. And she said that she wanted the priest to call her as soon as she got as soon as soon he got home and to be very careful driving. She just had a bad feeling. And then the priest called when he got home. And it turned out that his brakes failed in his car on the way home wow. and that he got into a car wreck. Wow. He was okay, but he got into a big accident. Huh. And Lorraine was like, I just had a bad feeling. I don't know. 
Or she was like, jackpot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one way or another. Yes. You can say that, and yeah. if nothing bad happens, then whatever. Yeah. But like, if you keep saying that enough, eventually when something bad happens, yeah. you seem real psychic. Well, no, it was just, it was all the same day. He was leaving. He got in a car accident on the way home. You know what no, I mean? No, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if in I start general. saying to everybody all the time, whenever I leave them, like, hey, just be careful, okay? Like, you might start, like, stop noticing that I'm even saying it. Yeah. But then the one time that you get into a fender bender, like, I, I can be like, I told you. Yeah. I told you to be careful. I told you. Yeah. Um, so then the Warrens were having a party at their house a little while later. And that same father who got in the accident came. And um, he and Lorraine went to talk in another room just because it was loud or whatever. And they was having a conversation. Coincidentally... Annabelle had moved into that room. She was like sitting on a chair or something. Cool. And they're just like, all right, whatever. Um, the priest saw something on the wall move and he was just like, mm, that seems strange. And then I was confused by this. And I didn't find any other elaboration on it. I guess this was a decoration. Then the boar's tooth necklace above them exploded. Now boar's tooth is like really big. So I guess it was like a wall hanging decoration. A boar's tooth, like yeah. a tusk. Yeah, I guess. I've had boar's head. Oh, me too. It, it explodes in the mouth, the flavor. Scrumptious. <laughs> no one uses that word. Next time you have a meal with someone, next time you sup with someone, yeah. say, that was yummy. And that just was- say it normally and see if they have any reaction. <laughs> I'll try to do it on Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's aunt is so nice whose house we're going to. I bet you just, you wouldn't even bat an eye. <laughs> hmm, that was yummy. That was yummy. Thank you. No She's like, good, thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so then... Uh, the get a bunch of guests from the party ran in who heard that noise and they're like, what the hell? And somebody took a picture because they were like, what's the deal? Actually, I should have Googled this. I, I didn't Google this. Let's look I don't up. know if, yeah. Um, somebody took a picture and there were two beacons of light right above Annabelle pointing in the direction of the priest. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then there are just a whole bunch of other things like that. Like, there was um, a cop over one time. Oh, this sounds so good. I was like, more about this, please. Uh, a cop was over at the house one time dis- discussing a witchcraft-related crime with Ed. Wish I knew more about that. And uh, Ed had a phone call, and he told him, he was going into the room, and he said, um, don't touch any of the de- de- any of the demonic objects in the office. Because it's like where he had all the stuff yeah, for safekeeping. Yeah. And uh, the cop was like, okay. And then um, the cop came to find Ed in the hallway before he came back. And he was like, Annabelle is real. Annabelle's real. I got to go. I'm done. Wow. Yeah. Um, another thing, same kind of thing happened with a carpenter one time where something freaky happened with Annabelle. He didn't think it was anything. And then he was like, oh, God, this doll's freaky. Um, so that's basically it. And then, you know, things kept happening in their house that they were weirded out by. And they ended up locking Annabelle away in the glass case that you can find if you Google it. Yeah. And she is part of the occult museum at the Warren's home in Connecticut, which you still cannot go visit. Still can't? No. The second it opens, we're gone. You know I know. That. You know, I what I kind of wonder, because really, Lorraine Warren is like really old. She's probably like in her late 80s, early 90s, if not older. Yeah. I wonder if she's not well and she lives there and they don't want people. And that's completely fair. It's completely fair. I mean, it's not like to go into the museum, you walk through her actual house, but it is attached, I yeah. think, to the house. So maybe they just don't want any hubbub. Hmm. So I wonder if when Lorraine passes, they might reopen the museum or they might not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. We'll be like watching I said, my one friends, uh, Emily and Evan went one time and it sounded very cool. Really? Yeah. Uh, it would be cool to be in a room of like supposedly all. Yeah. 
cursed yeah objects, i would love to go cursed artifacts um oh and another just a just a quote um that i thought was interesting about people doubting the warrens and doubting that this stuff even happens and stuff a quote from lorraine warren that i think is really interesting and good is that um she's never met an atheist in a haunted house yeah huh you know when stuff starts going down nobody is saying they don't believe in it that is a solid Mm-hmm. quote yeah that is awesome so i will leave you with that i've never met an atheist in a haunted house lorraine Wonderful. warren i like that yeah well even just before when i was talking about like feeling like i am contradictory about whether or not i believe in i think that's you know everybody has things like that with yeah. anything faith or spiritual or whatever yeah i feel like i primarily believe in ghosts mm-hmm. when it's dark mm-hmm. and i'm alone yeah then i 100 percent yeah believe that ghosts are absolutely <laughs> definitely real yeah totally yeah I believe it. Well, I I think about stuff like that like all day, but um, I definitely get scared of ghosts when I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm always afraid that I'm going to look in the mirror and there's going to be something there. Anako-san, are you yes, there? Yes, yes. Yes, I am here. But is that Especially a lizard mimicking the voice? I don't turn on the lights when I go to the bathroom. That's so weird. I don't want to wake myself up. I know where the toilet is. Better not fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long? I'm just peeing. I'm not going to fall asleep on that toilet because well, I'm too comfortable. in it for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Annabelle's way cooler than I thought. Yeah, right? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I kind of can't believe they turned uh, that story into two movies that have nothing to do with Annabelle. I don't understand that. Yeah. What a waste. So here's the thing I'm, I'm going to spoil. This up. There's no... There's no this. What if? What if this Annabelle story is for real? For real? And what if the people who it happened to wouldn't give up the rights to their story? And that's why we haven't heard from them because they don't want anything to do with the public. They want to forget this part of their lives. They don't want to invite the demon in in any maybe, way. Maybe. So that's why they haven't spoken up and confirmed the story, and that's why they didn't want the Annabelle movie made that way. I'm making this up 100. percent Sure. No. That that's that, that's a cool. That's, That's cool, a cool made up right? explanation. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, what? another tangent, real uh-huh. quick. Uh, one of the survivors of the Zodiac killer yeah. recently uh, uh, spoke to, I, I don't know if it was a reporter or whatever, gave some sort of a statement talking about the movie Zodiac that David Fincher made mm-hmm. with Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. um, saying that he was uh, one of the two people at Lake Berryessa mm-hmm. when the Zodiac. Showed up wearing like all black and executioner's hood. Yeah, the circle with a with a crosshair in it insignia on mm-hmm. his shirt, and uh, uh, stabbed these two people. Yeah, one of them died. The guy lived. The guy uh, said that the movie depicted that event so accurately. Oh God! He said those are the last things I saw that. Yeah, day. like that when my friend was stabbed in front of me like i could not have i could not have scripted that better oh my god he he absolutely captured what yeah. it was like and like i that it's Ugh. crazy that's one of my favorite movies me too zodiac mm-hmm. I, I i watch it a lot me too and I, I i think about that frequently the idea that stories like this even even annabelle mm-hmm. like these people if the story is true and let's assume it is mm-hmm. were terrorized by this creature, yeah. a ghost, uh, yeah, to have that that be dramatized and put on film as entertainment, yeah. What must you think of that? Yeah, you I don't know? know. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, some of the Zodiac survivors cameo in mm-hmm. the movie too. They like walk by in the background of a scene, really very far in the background. You wouldn't recognize them anyway. No, I know, but I, I'm surprised I didn't know that. Isn't that weird? 
That's very weird. Very, very weird. Well, anyway, you know. Uh, awesome movie. Yeah. The movie's great. Oh, yeah. So the thing I know about Annabelle the movie yeah. that tracks with what you told me, uh-huh. I'm big on like if I'm not going to see a movie, I'll read the plot on Wikipedia yeah. just, to, just to get it. Yeah, you know what same. I mean? I know, and I forgot everything except for this. Yeah. A lot of people complained because Annabelle is not a threat in the movie. Mm-hmm. There is a demon that is manipulating Annabelle. Right. The doll. Oh, yeah. I guess that, that, that ghost thing that ran at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that lines up. It's like it's not True. the doll doing it. It's mm-hmm. this other entity controlling it. So I wonder if you know that movie is inspired by real events or whatever. And yeah. so they use this, this kernel of real information right. as a springboard. For all this other like right. mainstream horror, yeah, whatever, yeah, maybe it's interesting that they would even have taken that though. Yeah, because I didn't know that that was part of the real story. But yeah. the second you started talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, like that is in the movie. That's, yeah, that's so they to some extent tried to stay true to a detail. Yeah, a little bit. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Also, um, when I was reading about it, I didn't remember that I guess there's a, a prelude or something or a prologue, I guess, to either The Conjuring or The Conjuring 2 where there are nurses. Does that ring a bell to you? Because what they were saying when I was reading this stuff the yeah. other day was that yeah. it's supposed to be, even though it doesn't make sense, like timeline-wise, so I don't really understand it, that the events of the movie Annabelle could be construed as happening before the nurses get Annabelle and then this stuff that I just told you about happens. I don't know about... Which I don't understand, yeah, really. Yeah, I don't know about the timeline nonsense, but yeah, yeah, I think at the beginning of Conjuring or The Conjuring 2, there are a bunch of nurses that live in a house and a killer shows up. Oh, well, that could be... A, Something like well, that. Well, is that a play on the uh, Richard Speck killing? I have no idea. I mean, I think that I think that the story of Annabelle is like in Conjuring. I don't know if I want to give this stuff away. It's kind of cool. I mean, these movies have been out for a while, but like they have they have cold opens. Mm-hmm. The Warrens are on a case right. somewhere, and then they get brought into the bigger story that is the rest of the movie. Right. So I think the Annabelle story is taken care of in the first like fifteen minutes okay. of the Conjuring one. Okay. In like yeah, the, I don't remember in the first fifteen minutes of the Conjuring two, a very famous case is handled, which I was very surprised to see. In the first 15 minutes of Conjuring 2? Yep. If you're familiar with the Warrens and some of their most famous investigations, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, also, oh, I guess, if you've seen the movie. Yeah, I guess I guess I remember now. Yeah. Because I think I got it mixed up. I think I thought that they referenced that very famous case at the end of Conjuring 2. I guess they referenced it at the end of Conjuring 1. I and think then- at the end of Conjuring 1, they're like, me thinks we should get to Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's Conjuring. Okay, I thought it was Conjuring 2 that yeah. that happened. Yeah. Do they set up another case at the end of the Conjuring 2? Do they do a thing like that? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Me thinks I'm getting another bad feeling, my <laughs> mm-hmm. dear. I wonder if Ed Warren ever made the joke, she's a medium, I'm an extra large. <laughs> I hope so. I most certainly hope so. <laughs> he apparently, according to the audiobook, the demonologist had quite the Boston accent, so I guess he'd say... Uh, She's a medium, and I'm an extra ledge. <laughs> it's a good, it's a fun audiobook. That's awesome. Yeah, the guy does the accent. It's fun. <laughs> cool. And when he talks like Rain, he's a little bit like, <laughs> <laughs> he does lady voice? Yeah, a little bit. Is it good, or is it? It's weird, but it's good. I wonder if there are audiobooks out there of narrators being like, <laughs> what do you, like being like, oh, I'm Michelle, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is there any chance any narrator ever, like, maybe, was allowed to get away with 
that? I don't know. All right. Uh, I believe that takes us to the end. That's right. Of another bone chilling, literally mm-hmm. in this case, yes. episode of Guide back to chilling. the Unknown. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I got a cold back now. Yeah. And I have a warm, fuzzy heart from the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to pick something. That was cool, though. Violently evil for <laughs> to next even week. it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it when I when I end up being like. Why? I like being able to just talk about a thing that is like weird and mythological yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But also, like, I like it when there's like a little like sharp teeth, a little edge to blood it. Here, well, yeah. there's some sharp teeth on some Easter bunnies. If you Google little kid Easter bunny pictures, that's for. Damn sure. So, yeah. They're there. All right. Well, we'll see you yeah. next week for another episode of Guide to the Unknown. That's right. For now, here's what you have to do <laughs> get in touch with people that own haunted locations. Yes. Have them get in touch with us in New Jersey. Uh, go forth, spread word of Guide to the Unknown. Please tell your friends, tell your family. Um, the same way that bunnies have sex with everybody, that's the way I want you talking about Guide to the Unknown. With everybody. All right. You're. you're yeah, they have sex all over the place, right? With like with all of them. Bunnies are indiscriminately doing. I'm, aren't they? They don't have like a mate. Tell everybody about Guide to the Unknown. <laughs> just tell. So them. I'm saying, just tell everybody. They jump from person to person the way a bunny jumps from bunny to bunny. Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> um, you can follow us online. We are at GTTU Pod. Yep. You can go check out our Patreon. Download the Patreon mm-hmm. app. Look up Guide to the Unknown. Yes, thank you so much to our new donors. I really, really appreciate it. It's awesome. I, I mm. love I love getting the notification. It's yep. amazing. Really appreciate it. I know I've sent it. you messages to say thank you personally, but just thank you broadly on the show. Yeah, thank it's you. just a way that you can uh, set up a donation. It mm. happens monthly. It just supports the network. It, right. It, 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 it's, it's huge. Mm. By the network, I mean the show. Yeah. And uh, you can also talk to us online. That's right. I am at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Haunted Sponge. And like Will said, at GTTU Pod, everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, find us. And join our secret Facebook group by searching Guide to the Unknown Podcast. Yeah, get in the group. Get in the group. Yeah. Uh, If you request to join, I'll approve you within like three seconds. (laughs) I I often wonder if people are like, yeah, I think I would like to I'm in. (laughs) Me too, honestly. That's weird. (laughs) I know. There have been times where I'm like, should I play it cool? Like, I'm not on Facebook all the time? Make or? it look like I'm real yeah. busy and like, oh, I'm too big to manage my own Facebook group. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. Yep. Get creepy again. That's right. But until then, we must travel. Back to the netherworld go we. Cool.